I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Down fall the leaves, said down fall the leaves. Up on the roof, they're clogging the eaves. Yet it's the tree that surely must grieve. It lost its leaves and now it stands bare. Scars on its trunk were hiding in there. Leaves of the tree, all summertime full. But geese of the north feel nature's call. When the summertime fades to fall. Some of them geese feel nothing at all. Geese flying all the way to Mexico. Who really knows just where the heck they go? Met a little gander down in Kokomo. Eating a pine cone behind the conoco. Okay, listeners, now I have to go. And so I say to one and all, Have a happy fall. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants? You want coffee? You want coffee? Anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee! Hey, it's Nadia now. Today, I was thinking about reading you my entire essay about the Algonquin, but I thought that was going to be, like, very, 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 extremely, extremely boring. boring. Yeah. The essay that I had to do for school, not one that I just did for fun, because why would I do that? <laughs> yeah. I was going to talk about the Algonquin, like, in my paper, like, it was the tribe that lived more in Canada, oh. Native Americans, and they had, like, tattoos and stuff, and that was cool. Quite. They have the most widespoken language called Oma-Mi-Winini-Moen. Okay. The Algonquin language. <laughs> it is a mostly verb-based language. Right. And they mostly speak in verbs. 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 I've decided to talk to you about the most famous Algonquin speaker, but she's like really cool and stuff. Cool. So I'll give you one second to guess. The most famous Algonquin speaker. Okay. The most famous old mommy, Nini Moen speaker. Okay, I said. Three, two, one. It's Pocahontas! 
Today we are comparing the two movies, A New World, which is the realistic one, and then the Disney one, the first one, not the second one. So yeah. Yeah. What's better in the Disney one is that there's what? Miko the raccoon, and Flit the hummingbird, and Percy the dog. And that's really fun because they're really hilarious. So Miko is like the most hilarious one. I agree 100%. So a really good Disney movie. I would recommend it for literally adults too, but like there is way too much singing. What I love most about rivers is you can't step in the same river twice. No, too much. Singing every two minutes. And probably the only down part about Pocahontas that's maybe a deal breaker for you. Absolutely. In comparison with the new world, Pocahontas is played by Koryanka Kilcher. <laughs> Hello. So the big problem with this movie is not that they're singing, but there's way too much rolling, frolicking, and kissing in the grass. Mm. No, not accepted. No, terrible. I agree 100%. If you put everything together, they literally are doing it for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Anyway, this movie is really not for kids at all. Aww. I have no idea why my parents made me watch it. Just because I was telling them about my Algonquin and then they went, Oh yeah, let's watch a Pocahontas, a new world. It was great to see them all speak Algonquin in the new world because in Disney it's more like she learns English in like five seconds. Which is, in my opinion, ridiculous because she should be able to learn English in one hour maybe. Maybe in like two hours at most. In conclusion, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Native Americans did a much better job with this country than us. Enjoy your turkey! Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, pops, pops. You'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. Today we're heading to the smallest state, by area, in the U.S. That's right, it's the Ocean State. Officially known, of course, as good old Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Our story begins at Brown University in the mid-70s. Okay. Singer-guitar player John Andrews Hi. was playing solo shows at various colleges and coffee houses, including a show opening for Phil Oaks. And then? He started a band called Johnny and the Luncheonettes that had their roots in swing. But then regrouped in 1978 under the name Johnny Mundane and the Tyranny of Everyday Life. Oh boy. After a year or so with that mouthful of a moniker, the band shifted gears again and became known simply as the Mundanes. The Mundanes quickly became a popular act in their hometown of Providence, winning the Rhode Island Rock Hunt sponsored by WBRU, the Brown University radio station. Of course. And opening for the likes of Joe Jackson, the B-52s, the Ramones, and NRBQ, to name just a few. The Mundanes released their one and only record in 1980, a 7-inch EP on what appears to be their own portable label. Correct. The lineup on that 45 was the aforementioned John Andrews on guitar and vocals, lead singer Marsha Armitage, Dean Lozow on bass, who wrote one of the songs on the EP, lead guitar player Jonathan Gregg, Kevin Tooley on drums, and, yes, I'm guilty of burying the lead here, John Linnell on keyboards and sax. Hello. The Mundanes relocated to New York City in the summer of 1981 to pursue a record deal. Linnell started getting together with his high school friend, John Flansburg, who'd also just moved to NYC, and found that to be a more satisfying musical outlet. <sighs> Linnell left the Mundanes early in 1982, and before long, of course, what? he and Flansburg started playing out under the name They Might Be Giants. 
Unable to secure that elusive record deal, the Mundanes called it quits in 1983. That's sad. Yeah. Here they are from their sole release with Make It The Same. Wake and bake. Hello, glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint here on the treadmill of possibilities. All right. All right. Uh, I, I got this uh, what? pineapple I got at the store for $2 because a head of lettuce was $5. I'm like, no. 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 I'm going to get me a pineapple for $2. I'm feeling it, baby. I'm going to paint a portrait of that pineapple, okay? Here, let's get some paint on the canvas here right now. Uh, 3.5 miles in now here. But what we're also going to do is we're going to make some pineapple upside cake. Pineapple upside down. Upside down, that is. Upside down. You're turning me inside out. Bum, bum. Boy, you're turning me upside down. Do, 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 do. Inside you got me turning. Thinking about some upside down Pineapple cake. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. We got so many things here. Let's, let's melt the butter. All right. Put some brown sugar on the bottom. Yum. And then we just got to cut the pineapple. Now be careful cutting the pineapple, people, here. Just uh, cut away. Make sure your hand, your other hand is not near the, the sharpness of the knife. It's a it's simple, rudimentary kind of thing, but we forget. All right. Let's be careful here now. Let's cut. All right. There's one down. Cut them horizontal to the uh, vertical what? pineapple, okay? Okay. That's the, we want to get little rings. Get some rings, all right. All right. Okay, we got some Betty Crocker uh, mix here. We're going to take the pineapple juice here uh, and put that in instead of water uh, and mix that up here. All right. All right. There we go. Uh, 3.7. Wow. It's a lot of calories to be burned here. 54. And uh, that way we can eat a lot of this pineapple upside down here. All right, so now what, what I'm going to do is we we put the pineapples in there on next to on top of the butter and brown sugar. All right. All right. And then, and then? we put the mix in there wow. on top. All right. Okay. Let's put it in the oven for 30 to 40 minutes. All right. Let's finish our painting here. Oh, we did it all. I don't even know how we did it, but we are. We're all doing it all. You can do it all here. Let's get some beautiful uh, palm, uh, palm, you know, like a, I'm always thinking a palm tree is a pine, a pineapple is a pine, a pineapple is a pine, palm tree, somehow, but I don't think they, they're connected, are they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We tried. You can too. Until next time. Bye-bye.
let's take a minute to visit with Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning music computer. Hey, Sam. Oh, it's you. You don't sound very enthused. Sorry. What's the matter, Sam? I don't know. Oh? I'm lethargic, sluggish. You don't have... Pellet problems? Yeah. No, everything's fine in that capacity. Oh, that's good, Sam. What about you? What do you mean, Sam? Have you been making pellets? Well, in a manner of speaking... People pellets? Yeah, Sam, people pellets. Just checking. Well, I appreciate your concern. A great deal depends on you. What do you mean, Sam? I mean... I can give you the music. And you do great songs. Timeless classics. And the new junk. And the new junk, too. A little bit of everything. A potpourri of popular pleasures. Nice, Sam. A smattering of rarities. Just a smattering. And a dash of unexpected delights. You do it all, Sam. No play at all hinges on you. It does? It's you who provides the banter. The banter? The patter. Okay. Your never-ending onslaught of chatter. I try to temper it. Sam. Okay, Sam, I get your point. I'm not sure that you do. I talk too much sometimes. Sometimes? All the time. All the stinking time. Well, I don't know, Sam. I... You don't hear me rattling on like some obnoxious chatty Charlie. Oh, you mean like chatty Kathy? Is that... Chatty Charlie, I identify as male. Okay, chatty Charlie. Do I have to report you? Report me? Gender harassment play. Well, I didn't mean to. Not at all. Sam, I... I could sue you from here to Thonadisassa. Thonadisassa? Thonadisassa. You wouldn't. I could buy that little computer condo up in Port Jervis. Sam. Go out every night. To the computer disco? On your dime. Sam, no. Oh, yes. Hanging out with the latest models ingesting silicates. Silicates? Yes. Ortho or pyro? Ortho to get me going. Ortho silicates? Pyro to keep me going. All, all night, night long. long. I should select a song. How do you do that, Sam? What's your process? I'm not comfortable sharing that information. It's a secret? Yes. Wow. My methodologies, my idiosyncrasies, my intuitions. All of those? Come into play, yes. Fascinating. Quite. I take into consideration the time of day, the audience demographic, astrological charts, fads, trends, sales figures. You're doing it all, Sam. Like Mr. Let's Paint says, do it all, you can do it all. So then you pick your song? Yes, although... What? I often change my mind at the last second. Why, Sam? I am fickle. Fickle? Like my dear sweet... Oh, Sam. Ba -ba -wa -wa. Don't cry. Boo-hoo-hoo-hoo, mother. ba wa 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 ba wa wa ba boo hoo 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 she was a sunbeam toaster. Please. No. Hamilton Beach. Sorry. Numbskull. Oh, excuse me, Dad. Fury, I'm shaving. I know I have to go. Well, you'll have to wait till I'm finished. Uh, okay, Dad. Why in the service, Tubby? Gary. Sometimes in the service they wouldn't let you go for four, maybe five days. What'd you do, Dad? I held it in. Okay, I'll hold it. I'll hold it in. Ow! Well, now I've cut myself. It's because you're... Hon, <laughs> I didn't even know you were in here. You scared me too, Mom. My mom's have to... I didn't see you. Go too. Ow, now I'm getting razor burned. It's because you're so hairy, Don. Well, I've always been rugged. Yes. And hairy. Yes, Don. You like his hairy face, Mom? Well, I... I just think anyone... Any man, any... Any real man ought to have a, a tough, tough beard. 
Mine's as tough as they come. Will I ever shave? Oh, oh no, Gary. I don't think no. so. But I, uh, no, Gary, Gary no. I want to shave. No, you take after Grandma. You take after Grandma Hayner. He looks Gary. just like Grandma Hayner. But I don't want to look like Grandma Hayner. You should be proud to look like Grandma Hayner. A lot of people thought she looked like a man. Grandma. Quite true, but she was full figure. She was terribly overweight, Don. Like me. See, Gary, you're the spitting image of Grandma Hayner. Funny thing was. She had male pattern baldness. And horrible gout. She was bald. <laughs> she had gout. Among other things. Don, don't discuss those things. What other things? What other things? Oh, hon, are you done? Oh, yes, yes. We, we just got to talking and... Mom. Dear Lord, hon. Oh, it's that green bean casserole. Mom, you can't eat that. This always happens. Yes, well, I'm only a human being. I have to go, too. Here, hon, please. Oh, all right. Thanks, Mom. Now maybe I can get back to my shaving. Dad, can I try it? Gary, you'll cut yourself. Cut himself and there's nothing to cut. I have something to cut. Look, Mama, look. Oh, Gary, that's just peach fuzz. The faintest hint of peach fuzz. But I want to shave. Oh, Gary, please. I've been shaving since the sixth grade. Then why aren't I shaving? People develop at different rates. That's all tough. Gary. I've actually been a little concerned about like it. Like something's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you, Gary. Some of the other boys have sideburns. Please let me shave. I'll, Peach. I'll show you this hair. Peach fuzz, Gary. <laughs> oh, here, Gary. Just use my razor. Well, he's not using mine. Is that a woman's race? A cordless Lady Remy. Uh, but I want uh, uh, one like Dad's. Now, where's this peach bus? There's a bunch of it right here. I don't see one hair. Neither do I. Oh, hey, Clay. Hi, listeners. Scott Williams here with another episode of WFMU's Hit List. It's our weekly survey of the varied composite parts that make up one full-bodied WFMU. Pretty soon, everything's hanging and sagging. So far, we've identified 96 of them. 97 comes to us today from listener Pete from Bloomfield, who has clearly been listening for a long time. Yeah. Pete remembers the days when Stork haunted our halls with his regular weekly live music program, The Great Live at the Stork Club. And Pete remembers one of Stork's more unusually affecting live guests, who? Bingo Gazingo. Bingo was a classic New York City character, a Queens-born poet and postman. He'd been performing at the Bowery Poetry Club for many years. Aww. His poetry tended toward such classic themes as love and scatology, as well as a fascination with what? bro-brow pop culture figures like Beavis and Butthead yeah. <laughs> and whatever Baba Booey was. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. So by now, 1997, Bingo was in his 70s, and he was delighted to take Stork up on his offer of recording a full album of original material, backed up by such WFMU heavyweights as Dennis Dykin on the drums, R. Stevie Moore on everything, Chris Butler on auto harp and guitar, and other things. Chris Butler from The Waitress's Mind. <laughs> Bingo's self-titled CD, which was WFMU 001, was our first and last foray into releasing original music by a single artist. Following his brief mini-celebrity in WFMU land, Bingo was briefly embraced by younger New York City bands, and he appeared in music videos with strippers and hair metal dudes. He continued weekly performances every Monday night at Bowery Poetry Club well into his 80s. Then in November 2009, he was struck by a cab on his way to the club. 
After floating in and out of consciousness for more than a month, Bingo Gazingo, born Murray Wax, died at age 85 on New Year's Day, 2010. In addition to his other charms, Bingo also had a talent for a hypnotic delivery of repeated phrases. Best exemplified by today's hit, Bingo's Bolero. <coughs> hey, Clay Pigeon, this one goes on for 14 minutes, so fade when you gotta. Okay, Scotty. Here's Bingo Gazingo, performing an excerpt from Bingo's Bolero on WFMU's Hit List. I'm Scott Williams, and I'll see you this afternoon on your radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Bye-bye. The wind that howls is more than the wind, and the rain that rains through the night is more than rain. You're a woman who's more than a woman, and a man who's more than a man. And our love is a love that's more than love. This is a dream of the dreamers. This is a land of lovers. This is a time of the timers. You're a woman who's more than a woman, and a man who's more than a man. And our love is a love that's more than love. And long before time, when the dark spirits were on the waters, I loved you. Before the world was born, I loved you. And after time is gone, I love you. You're a woman who's more than a woman. I'm a man who's more than a man. And our love is a love that's more than love. And the stars are in conjunction with the planets, and the soul of heaven speaks. These two shall be joined in the union of the spirit. She's a woman who's more than a woman. He's a man who's more than a man. And our love is a love that's more than love. And the night becomes the day, and the day becomes the night. And the sun becomes the moon, and the moon becomes the sun. You're a woman who's more than a woman. I'm a man. I wish my brother George was here. Tonight's scheduled launch of Artemis 1 marks the beginning of a new era of space exploration. Performing the final poll for launch. Verify no constraints and go for launch. The first liftoff of NASA's SLS rocket and its test of the Orion spacecraft is the start of the second chapter of the agency's lunar missions, which are expected to provide a pathway to the human habitation of Mars and eventually beyond. Let us stay apart, the people of your world and ours, for if we come together there will only be destruction. And although there's no guarantee that tonight's liftoff will even happen following the mission's many delays and postponements. We have a scrub for the day, a cutoff of the launch attempt of Artemis 1. Based on the current scientific consensus, even if it doesn't, we humans will still have plenty of time to set up a residence off our planet at least before our parent star, the sun, meets its end. According to scientists, the current phase of the sun's life cycle won't come to an end until about five billion years from now. But that doesn't mean we can dawdle when it comes to finding a new home. Well, don't just stand there, let's go! Based on solar prediction models, in as little as one billion years, the sun's brightness will increase by around 10% and will raise the temperature of the Earth's oceans so much, How much that they'll essentially be vaporized. Ultimately, even if we humans are able to reverse the effects of our present climate change challenges, the eventual future of planet Earth is still very bleak. Bummer. Bummer. Yeah. And for humanity to survive beyond a billion years, we'll need to get comfortable out there in the cosmos. This is George for Wake Science.
Thanks, Clay. Sure, Chalky. And thank you to all the listeners, and thank you to everyone who makes Word of the Week possible, and that's our Word of the Week. What? And. Or, it would be, except there's not much to say about the word and. It's been around forever, and nobody seems to know why. But, you know that symbol we use to mean and? Sort of as shorthand, even though it's harder to make than just writing and? At least, it is for me. Uh-huh. I can't really make ampersands. They always just look like treble clef signs. Right. I don't know. Maybe I have some kind of lexi, dyslexia or something. But you know what I mean. That stylized squiggle. That stylized squiggle that we use to mean and that takes a third of the space with triple the effort. <laughs> That's our word of the week. Ampersand. The ampersand used to get a lot more work than it does these days. Uh. You've maybe seen the usage of an ampersand followed by the letter C to mean etc., for example. Yeah. And in the 19th century, it was popular enough to be sometimes included as a letter of the alphabet following Z, which led to the slang usage of ampersand to refer to a person's posterior or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> rear end. <laughs> The name is a sort of contraction of and and per se. Okay. And so it sort of meant and also in particular this. And also in particular. And also in particular this. This. The contraction seems to have arisen in the late 18th century, or about a century before the booty. Oh. What? And booty? That term, as we know and love it, like shake your booty arose around the 1920s and seems likely to be extrapolated from the word being used to mean money, like pirates or like shake your money maker. And I'd better leave it at that. Back to you, Clay. My name is Jen. How are you queering up OWS? We're providing a safe space for the LGBT community or providing an outlet for people to come here and express themselves, to occupy the table. To represent a little bit. Yes, absolutely. I'm in the trans community. What does that mean for people who don't know? I'm transgender. I was born in a man's body, but I identify as female. I am now going through the process of correcting that birth defect. Surgery? Eventually. Hormones? Treatment. Hormones now. How's it going for you? Uh, it's some long, slow process that you wish would go faster. The day I saw the Queering OWS sign go up, I was so thrilled, I almost cried, that there was a place that I could come and, and communicate with people within the community. Are you excited about what's happening here and around the country, around the world? It's a pressure cooker where somebody forgot to release that pressure, and now it's exploded, and it's too late to stop it now. Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you love America? Absolutely. But it's, it's like a close sibling who you've just discovered started to smoke crack. You need to get that person off of crack and fast, otherwise they're going to die. What's your message of peace and love to the world? Everybody is special. Everybody has something to offer you. Just take the time and listen to them and accept what they have to say, and they'll listen to what you have to say and accept your message, too. Peace and love to you, Jen. Thank you. See you, too. This Dusty Show originally aired on November 17th, 2011.
Jeremy Clinton. Jeremy, how long you been down here? Since day one. How has it changed since it started in your estimation? It's multiplied by a lot. We actually didn't think that it was going to work out like this. But you didn't see this coming, though. We, we had it in the back of our heads that we'd be wasting our time, probably. What do you say to people who say they don't have any clear direction or any clear leadership? They're going to die. I see this turning into a civil war. Do you really? Yeah. It's coming, and you can just tell because the people are angry. If we're pushed into a corner, we're, we're going we're gonna to fight. Are you hopeful for the future? Yes, I am. Do you love America yeah, in some I way? I do. I also, there's a lot of things I hate about it, too. The fact that we have to pay for food. Health care. Health care shouldn't have a price tag on it. What's your message of peace and love to the world, man? Don't just be for yourself. Be for your people. The people united will never be Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. It seems that the lack of pigmentation in some people's skin really freaks other people out. Oh my God. Perhaps for this reason, one of the most fabled places in New Jersey lore is the land of Albino Village. The legend dates back to the early 1900s to an area of Clifton on the banks of the Passaic River once known as Frogtown. Rumors began to spread of an enclave of pigmentally impaired people who were shunned by society and chose to live on their own in the ramshackle shacks of Frogtown. During the 1960s, when B-movies were rife with stories of zombies from outer space and atomic mutations, it became a rite of passage for local teens to make late-night pilgrimages to Albino Village in hopes of scaring their dates. The ritual went something like this. You'd drive your car down the isolated back road leading to the old stone railroad bridge, which stood like a portal to the village. Then you'd stop just short of entering. At this point, your date would probably already be inching closer, perhaps even clutching you for comfort, if you were lucky. The driver would then kill the headlights and proceed ever so slowly through the dark one-lane tunnel. Once inside, there was no turning back. When you emerged, you would drive as quietly as possible, eyes wide and mouths agape, gawking at the albino's cottages. Look. Wow. At this point, it was customary to turn your headlights on, honk the horn, and hang out of the car's windows, beating on the doors and screaming, (laughs) hoping to coax some of the pale people from their shadowy lairs. (laughs) People did emerge, of course, to see what all the commotion was about, though nobody can really say for sure if they were albinos or not. Most folks didn't stick around long enough to get a good look. They'd already put the pedal to the metal and were speeding away. In the early 2000s, the whole neighborhood was claimed under eminent domain for the construction of a new ramp for Route 3. The abandoned and dilapidated houses were all razed. Today, all that remains of Albino Village, which may or may not have ever been home to any actual albinos, is nothing but pale memories. For Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran. Hi, Dickie. Oh, hello, Connie. Hey, hey.
Were you napping, Dinky? Gently napping in the afternoon. Well, you ought to get out no. outside no. and exercise, Dinky. Well, it's the holidays now. Don't throw on a sweater, dear. It's too cold. Tennis shoes. Of course I... You have tennis shoes, Dinky? I got an old saw... pair of men's kids. I saw your men's kids. You mean like the pointed ones? Like the ladies' pointed kids. I didn't know they made them. Men's pointed... Men's pointed kids. Yours are small, Dink. Well, Dinky's got little feet. Size eight. You know what they say. Oh, Rex. Size you got, Rademacher, 14. Oh, Rex. I don't know what to say. Bested again. He did best. No, he didn't. Yes, he did, Dinky. Best me because he... I have big... Has big feet. Big feet. And a small brain. Yeah. Get over yourself, Rex. I do like my men's pointed kids. I thought the men's toes were... Well, they're generally more... Generally more rounded, yes. Men's shoes generally... Generally more rounded at the toe. But I always wanted the pointed ones. Like your mom. He's obsessed with his... My mother. His mother. She had... Did she have... The pointed kids. And now you have them, Ding. He special ordered them. From Vietnam. Vietnam. Enemies, pointed ladies, pointed kids for men. The shame of wanting, the pain of needing. Your cut and your bleeding, your crying, your shaking, your faking. It are you. You've been faking it all along, and now the best years are gone. There's a robin on the lawn. If. You miss him. He'll be gone and winging southward towards the sun where it's warm and it's fun pulling worms from the dirt. Feel the earth. Feel the hurt. See the dirt on your shirt. On the dirt on the ground where it lies. See the hurt. In her eyes, watch the robin as it flies, as it flitters swiftly by like the years of your life disassembling in the mud. I don't get art. That's what I like about you, Dinky. But he doesn't get... I like beer. You're a man. I don't drink. You're a... You're done. You're a horrible done, Rex. Size 14. Don't rub it in, Renemaker. Rex. <laughs> You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, oh, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org.
and keep glistening.